podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> this is Lewis Hart for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store, Four Star Out, FreeBets.com. Delighted to be joined at Gravesham Amateur, Amateur Boxing Club once again with the big man, Chef Clark. Good to see you again. How, how are things? How's things been? Uh, Mike, check one, two. Everything's <laughs> been all right, man. Um, just here, you know, ticking over and um, getting the work in, preparing for hopefully the British. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, all good. How about you? Mate, all good, mate. All the better for seeing you, because I've been seeing you everywhere recently, mate. No matter where I've been, you've been there. What's this all about, mate? We just seems to be bumping into each other everywhere. Well, they say, expect me like you expect. I won't say that last bit, because, yeah. you know what I mean, I get a lot of bother from my people. But, yeah, just expect me, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And I suppose it's been about sort of three weeks now since you fought Tommy McCarthy. Um, a destructive performance in, in Belfast on away soil. Um Enjoyed that uh, sort of trip and experience to, to sort of go to Belfast, knock a guy out and come back? Yeah, it's the first time I've been away um, as a professional, even though it wasn't far, um, it was good. Uh, the people in Belfast was uh, entertaining, they received us well and um, yeah, it was, it was good. And my people that came over, shout out to the Team C4 family who came out. There's a lot of guys out there, so yeah, that was really cool, man. And you know, I've said it before. Fighting away doesn't bother me one bit. That's something I'm used to. And obviously, in this, in that fight with McCarthy, you did have a little bit of a back and forth with him. Um, something we haven't probably seen in in previous fights that you had. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. What, do you, what do you mean a back and forth? Like, like, well, like you, like you, the, the the press conference. That's what I meant. Oh. Yeah, that's what I meant. The press conference. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you meant in the fight. Oh no, 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 no! I meant like you going back and forth with him in the press. That's what I meant. Um, no, nah, there were no back and forth. Listen. I just talked the facts. He was talking too much, and what he was saying wasn't making sense. Um, it wasn't connecting, so I just had to like drop some facts and get off the stage. Oh, man. Is that something that you in, you enjoy doing? Though, would you enjoy sort of having that that back and forth with your with with Tommy or with your opponent? Like, do you feel like that brings the best out of you? When I suppose you can show your personality and drop some facts, is that sort of what you enjoy? Or do you not really bother by it? I'm not really bothered, I just don't, like, if you're going to talk smack, I don't mind people talking smack, you can do what you want, um, but I talk facts, um, and he wasn't talking, no, like, I, nobody knew what he was going on about, even his own people in his own backyard, um, so I was just like, yo, these are the facts, get your facts straight, and I'm done. Absolutely, and I suppose now after after a big win like that, and, and recently you sort of your past couple wins have um, really put you on a, a big stage. Um, we'll get onto the whole situation with the British and everything like that in a minute. But do you feel like there is starting to have that switch where people are starting to recognise you, and you're going to be in conversations for not just British titles, but you know world titles, especially in 2024 with with sort of a big statement win like McCarthy, and your name's getting out there and, and, and being mixed with the best, especially at the, at the top level. I mean, I've said it from the beginning, um, it was only a matter of time. Um, people that knew were talking from the beginning. Um, it's just that the ones that never knew are catching up now. So shout out the, the long-standing C4 family. Um, but yeah, you know, I've always known how good I am and people are starting to recognise it now. Is that a thing for yourself that the, the people that know you, they know how good you are, but... Is it important when you have that, that motivation inside that you know what you can do and, and no matter what sort of whatever anyone else thinks, yourself you know how good you are and you know whether you, you can mix it with, with the best in the cruiserweight division? Yeah, it's all good, everybody else talking up stuff for you and singing your praises. 
but it all comes down to self and um, if you've got any doubt or you don't know um, you'll get found out Absolutely, I suppose we'll get on to onto big topics um, yourself, you are mandatory for the British title um, you fought I believe you beat David Jameson in an eliminator on the 10th of June um, then beat Vassal Dukar on September the 30th and then Tommy McCarthy on January 27th you had about sort of three fights now where you'd hopefully be ordered for the British title. That hasn't happened um, in the latest circular. Um, Isaac Chamberlain still has no mandatory. Um, frustrating a little bit for you? Isaac, we're searching for you. <laughs> now, um, uh, you know, you would have thought the, Brit um, the board would have done their part already. Um, I really heard nothing from Isaac. Obviously, he's trying to go another route as such, but you know, I'm here, um, I'm, I'm forever going to be knocking on the door, um, and I think, you know what, people are actually talking about the fight, people want to see it, they can say whatever they want to say about other fights or whatever, but people are actually genuinely interested in this fight, so, you know, um, the people that are involved, just make the fight happen, and make the fight happen as a, a matter of fact, yeah, this thing's becoming Isaac Chev, it's not Isaac Chev. If Isaac don't want to fight me and he wants to go another route, that's cool. Whoever else want to come up, I'll take the belt um, from them, do you know what I mean? Or if it's vacant, whatever, I'll fight against them for the belt. It's not a me and Isaac thing. It's just Chevron the British um, belt thing. So, you know I mean, Isaac has it right now, so that's why his name's getting mentioned. But, um, yeah, I just want the British belt. Is the patience wearing thin though? Um, because because you will you, you you I suppose you are waiting for that mandatory to be called. You're waiting for the shot of the British. Um, but I suppose you don't want your career to be held up waiting for for, for yourself to be made mandatory. So is it is it sort of frustrating? No, because you have to you have to have patience. For me to get this far, I've had to be patient. Do you know what I mean? Of course, you can you can multitask. They say men can't multitask, but we can multitask. You know what I mean? You can do other things while making sure that you stand on business and I'm standing on business, I'm going to get the British belt, I'm going to be British champion. It's just a matter of time. And obviously, as we said, you are the, man, you are the mandatory. Um, Isaac was entertaining the fight with Vidal Riley. Um, as I said, I, I talked about previous frustrations there, but was that annoying when, when you were the mandatory? If anyone deserves a shot, it's you, not, but not Vidal. I mean, nobody would want to entertain a fight with me. I mean, you've seen what I do, man. Why, why would you want to fight, fight me when I'm a dangerous um, opponent, let's say? So, um, there, there's conversations of ducking and all that. Um, I, I don't know about that. All I know is I'm dangerous, um, Isaac's got the belt, and I want the belt. So, let's make the fight happen. Isaac, if you're hiding, come out and play. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's make the fight happen. I was going to say, because all these things, they all build up for big fights. And whether Isaac wants to go down a, a route, you can't beat a big domestic fight. Um, you know, you saw the clip that you put in, I suppose the photo that you put on your Instagram, Finding Chamberlain. Um, Eddie Hearn that, that, that had that clip where he, I suppose he interacted with the interview. He was like, where's Isaac? All this builds for, for a big, big fight for yourself. Yeah, I mean, people liked it. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, talk about it. Um, again, Isaac has the belt, so the target's on his back, on his head however you want to put it, and um, I want the belt. So when I get the belt, everybody else is going to want to have the belt, ain't they? So it's just, you know, um, heavy is the head that wears the crown. And when it comes to your career so far, um, 
I believe not even having 10 pro fights. So it shows the statement of intent that you, that you in your pro career, that you don't want to maybe make, you know, you don't want to make any lost time. You want to sort of be going for big fights straight away. And as I said, throughout your pro career so far, matched, you've probably been matched very, very, uh, matched very well with decent step-ups at the right time. So this one in the British title was something that you'd be very confident that you are ready for now. Again, I'm, there ain't no rush with me. I'm just fighting people that I know I could beat. Um, people would like to say journeyman as such. I'm just going at my pace. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I, I take the ones that I think and I know I can beat. So that's my pace. Does that make them journeymen? No, I, I, I don't know who's saying you're fighting journeyman because I, I don't really think, I wouldn't say you are at all. Um, but with Isaac as well, um, what would you make of, of his career so far? Him as a fighter, um, he's fought you know, top, top domestic level guys like Lawrence Acoli, Crispin Smith, you know, Mikhail Lawal. Um, confident that be your hardest test so far as a pro? I don't know, that's for you guys to talk about because um, every fighter I have, it seems to be a step up and it's going to be a hard fight. So. I leave that to you and um, your viewers. Um, all I know is Chef Prepare as well and um, goes in there and just handles business. Absolutely. I suppose I did want to talk about other topics with you. Um, speaking on, on big domestic fights, um, another big domestic fight with um, your team, someone that you on Team GB, Fraser Clark takes on Fabio Wardley. Um, excited for that fight? And uh, I'm sure you'll be back in uh, your, your former Team GB stable, mate. That is going to be a very good fight, actually. Um, man, that's, it, it's a good fight. Um, you'd expect Fraser to, to you know, use his amateur pedigree and, um, and come through strong, but it'll be a, it'll be a hard fight. It's not going to be an easy fight. Um, Fabio's not just going to let him come and take his belts, do you know what I mean? And you've seen um, Fabio in there with um, tough guys. Um, so... You know, it's going to be a, a, a tough a tough fight, but um, it's going to be exciting, that's for sure. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. I did just want to briefly touch on your time at GB and the people that you spent with. Um, one guy that you did spend it with um, who uh, was Ben Whitaker. He's making, I suppose, going viral on, on Instagram now all around, full of showboating, this and that. Um, I suppose one thing that I wanted to ask you, um, and it's one thing that has been said uh, about what Ben said it, um, the, all this showboating, this isn't something new. Um, and I suppose, is there any experience or anything that you've seen from Ben doing this showboating from, from the days at GB? No, it, there's nothing new about um, Ben doing that. Um, as I said, there's a very famous clip of him embarrassing a certain professional before he, before he turned over. They came up to Sheffield to spar. Um, there's a there's a clip on there. Go and check it out. So people can say whatever they want, but unless you know, you know, you're gonna talk smack. You know, what I mean, until you get smacked. <laughs> but no, it's nothing new. He's been doing it um, ever since I, I know him, um, and he's just being himself. So you know, what I mean, the art is flowing. Let it flow. And one thing I think is something that I always ask people on Team GB, and I've made an effort to ask it because I was speaking about it with Joshua Boazzi, um and, and various fighters, and I'm sure and Ben has it. I'm sure you'll get it, and you know Fraser will get it. Um, when it comes to in the professional ranks, when you have guys who turn over from Team GB, and you know you may be in a 50-50 fight, or and I'm sure when you eventually fight Isaac. Um, there's always this narrative when it comes to guys who, who are on GB that they've necessarily had like an easy route or you know, their opponents may have a harder route. You no, know, Boazzi Aziz, the whole narrative was that Aziz had the hard road. And Do you feel like the GB pathway when you turn into pro, it gets 
sort of discredited in a sense that people don't realise actually how hard it is because no matter, you know, having a small haul route is hard, but also the whole GB route is harder as well. Do you ever feel like that sort of does get discredited? I think, um, I think it's a disrespect really because um, all of these guys that turn professional, there's no qualification to turn professional, providing you pass the British Boxing Board exam. Try, how many of them have been to an Olympics? or qualified for an, a European Games. When you turn up, you're not, you, when you turn up at these competitions, you don't have a specific opponent that you p prepare for, for five, 10 weeks, do you know what I mean? You have to turn up there, fight whoever's put in front of you in a random country that you're at your comfort zone. You don't have no fans there. Um, and you do this over three, we had five years. Sometime, most, um, most of the time you have three, four, five chances to qualify. My generation, my cycle, we had one chance. Yeah? There was no redo. If you didn't qualify, your five year was a waste of time. Yeah? The most successful Olympic um, cycle that's ever been. Yeah? So people need to like, know what they're talking about when they say, oh, easy route. No, we worked hard to get there. We, it, it's not privilege. On there, there's three people trying to go to Olympics. Sometimes you have four people at your weight. Yeah. Uh, these guys, respectfully, all you had to do is go and fill in a bit of paper, find yourself a trainer and, and, and get going. So to say we've had the easy route is a joke. Yeah. Me, easy route, I turn pro. All the guys that I've fought have been in with world-class level opponents. Where's my easy route? Yeah. I want to hear none of that, man. I was going to say that, like, and you see it in a way that you know the guys who potentially, and this isn't me disrespecting small hall, but all them guys who potentially could have boxed a small hall, if they wanted to box on GB, they could have. So it's, it must be frustrating for you when you when you do hear things like that as well. well what I was saying, right? Some of them um, could have tried to get on GB. Some of them tried to get onto GB, and they just have, didn't have the quality that was required. Now that's not that bad on them. It's just don't come around the other way and try to say, oh, I didn't want to get on GB. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't want to go to the Olympics. When you tried, it's like them guys that try to date a girl, yeah. try to get her number, and then the girl rejects them, then, oh, didn't like her anyway. <laughs> oh. oh, shut up, man, you tried, do you know what I mean? So just talk it for what it is. When you look at this class of 2021, the, the, the Olympic team that came from 2021 and the GB team that came from 2021, all of them now, are, you know, yourself included, starting to have some, some big success in the pros. You know, this is probably a question for, I suppose, three or four years down the line. But when you, when you compare it to 2016, 2012, 2008, and this and that, where do you think this GB team compared, the GB the professionals that have come through now, compared to all the other squads that have come through? I can't compare them because here's what's crazy about it. So even from, he gets, these two guys get a lot of stick, right? But without them, we wouldn't be where we are as GB Boxing, right? And Team GB in terms of boxing. So you have uh, Audley Harrison, yeah? Without Audley Harrison, we wouldn't have had Amir Khan. Without Amir Khan, um, James DeGaulle, we wouldn't have had um, AJ. AJ. Yeah. And without AJ, Nicola Adams, we wouldn't have had Boatsy, um, Joe Joyce, Anacoli and them. And then without them, we wouldn't have had the funding to do what we've done. So it's not so much comparing them, it's just giving the people that got the medals respect and qualified for the Olympics respect.
And just as we close this off, um, if it isn't the British or if it isn't the British next, um, what, what do you want for 2024? What do you think? What do you think? I suppose is next for you if it wouldn't be the British. Listen, I want the British. I don't want nothing else. It's the British and the British only. I'm done talking. <laughs> That's it. Sports Social Podcast Network.